Hey, have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a conversation about geek topics, pop culture topics, hot topics, or different things like that? You ever thought about what it would be like to have a group of people you could talk to about these things and engage? Well, guess what? Now you have a chance to do that. Thank you for joining us on this trip, and welcome to Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. I hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is time for another conversation about dot, dot, dot. You're entering the conversation with us. My name is Will. I'm the host of the show, but I'm not alone. Who is with me today? One half of the Roscoe brothers. I'm Smiter Roscoe with the other half of the Roscoe brothers. I'm Jingles Roscoe. Thanks for having us. Woohoo. And hi, I'm the Crafting Cosplayer. Thanks for having me, Will. All right. All right. It's cool and cool, cool. Okay, so... Uh, first of all, I uh, just want to say thank you guys for listening to the Pathfinder episodes as well as the other episodes of the show. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm pretty sure we had a pretty good time as a whole, you know, getting together and do Pathfinder. We're going to continue that at some point because I know there's more to the adventure than what we got. So I took, definitely. I took damage a couple of times, so I'm pretty much done with Pathfinder. Yeah, you're, you're not yeah, going to play yeah, anymore. I'm done. It's it's bad. The game is bad. <laughs> I took damage. I hate this game now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. <laughs> oh man, I've actually played with people like that. Yeah, they got hit and they didn't want to play anymore. I I can like I I don't want to actually evoke their names because. Right who knows? We don't but I can <laughs> I can recall two guys in particular that I've played with. Um, we'll call one Mark and we'll call one Callaway. Hey, oh, uh, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We'll call. Tell you what, uh, we'll call one. Um, we'll call one Ultimate Warrior and the other one Macho Man. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> Macho Man's problem was that uh, he sort of had this idea in his head that if he was going to spec into a specific role, that uh, he should be always good at that role, no matter what. Like, if he was going to be a fighter, he should always land a hit, and he should never take damage. And so whenever he missed... Um, he would just toss the dice to the side. He'd be like, all right, fine, whatever. And then he wouldn't do anything else with his turn. Um, and then when his turn came back around, he would say, I'm not going to do anything because I can't do anything. Um, and, so, and eventually we had to ask him to either change his attitude or not play with us. Um, wow. But that was, that was Macho Man's issue. Ultimate Warrior's issue was that uh, he would he would have this idea about what his character is like and he would try to force his class around that mm. so he would have this idea that he would be this unstoppable warrior but he's playing a rogue and oh, you're not supposed to be a frontline fighter as a rogue right right uh, I mean, we all know this, it's obvious to us rogues but by definition are kind of in the shadows, you know, exactly yeah. um but he would try to force it, and he would always try to jump in the middle of a fight and not use any of his rogue abilities to turn the tables to his advantage, and then he'd get mad and basically do the same thing 
as Macho Man would do, and that was, you know, just say, uh, nothing I can do, I'm not going to do anything with my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably the clearest and worst examples right. I can think of. But I, there yeah. are a lot of other people I've played with that are just hard to play with. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it sounds like what happens when you have a tank that has some magic ability somehow or another, and then, like, the tank is trying to heal people instead of take damage like the tank is supposed to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I'm a tank, but I'm here to help support you guys. It's like, no, right. that's not what you do. Right. <laughs> and it's one of the big things that I was trying to do with uh, our group is since you two are still very new to playing Pathfinder and you're still learning how to play Pathfinder, um, I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to play at the same time of, of actually just playing. Yeah, and so yeah, um, that's one of the reasons why I was all like, we want to keep it to like core classes for you guys. Yeah, for Smiter, uh, for Josh, and for Pie Man, I was like, you could be whoever you want because I know you guys know how to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But for you guys, like, you know, and there were a couple times when I still needed to explain a couple things, but for the most part, you guys pretty much had it down. Yeah. So it's pretty clear that Candace wants to leap into danger whenever she can, but I think that's more indicative of her character. Yeah, I think that's more yeah. Skyra than Candace. It might be. It is yeah. it's very Skyra. It is very yeah. Skyra. And when I when I DM and I try to play as the monsters, I'm always trying to figure out like what would be the most likely thing that they would do. Um, and usually, what the case would be is whoever's right in front of them. Yeah. They're like, well, get out of my way. I'm gonna fight you now. Yeah. Um, We've been fighting pretty uncomplicated monsters. Yeah. Like, pretty pretty simple monsters yeah. and like obviously uh the last one Cesarac, um she she hates humans yeah it's in her yeah. bio that i was yeah. reading yeah. and so you guys only have one human on the team yeah and he was the one guy that jumped out in front of everybody yeah he did that's but right. that's that's what harbinger does he's like i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna try and beat the bad guys and protect my friends Forgetting yeah. everything that Master Ma ever taught him. Yeah, <laughs> forgetting everything. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, and that's the thing too is that he still sometimes has bullheaded moments. He's he's he's, he's well, not he's, a perfect disciple by the stretch of the imagination. Right. Well, I mean, he's still raw, right? He's still yeah. like he got training. He got baseline monk training from Master Ma, and then Master Ma was all like, uh, "Go figure the rest of the philosophical stuff out later." Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think that's neat. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. When once you sort of get a grasp of what your class is sort of asking you to do, you it's pretty easy for you to just slip into a play style for that class. Yeah, and for that character, it's pretty easy for me to know to stay at a distance because I'm a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh but it, but there's also like some variations for like uh for certain classes that are like hybrid classes because mm-hmm. there's the warrior scald which is a hybrid between a bard and a barbarian so you could still do a lot of the support stuff that skyra does hold on one second guys okay we got a package okay I, I feel ordered. like we should be singing Blues Clues and they all time. <laughs> we just got a letter. We just got a letter. <laughs> Don't read it, brother. It's mine. 
<laughs> Brother, stop reading it. They're both yours. Yeah, I know. I was expecting these. Awesome. Cool. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to suspiciously put these in the room where you cannot see them. Okay. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> feels like feels like an old school episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse where it's like it's mail time. You know, it just goes screaming about it's mail time. <laughs> you was watching some old commercials for um, for toys and stuff, and they had the Pee Wee's Playhouse accessory thing. That thing was huge. Okay. Take a little pause and then continue with what you were saying a little bit. I'm trying to remember where I last left off. Oh, Warrior Skull. Okay. Yeah. So it allows you to still do some of the support stuff that Skyra can do with songs and boosting your party that way. But in case you need to, you could still be a frontline fighter. And I'm pretty sure you still have access to rage powers. Yes. So, I don't know. Maybe my next character will be a warrior scald. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I'd like to give it a try. Yep. But what I want to know is what we're actually talking about today. Okay, so to talk about what we're actually talking about today is real simple. Do you remember a time when, you're, when you were younger? Do you remember a time when you enjoyed getting certain things from stores sometimes? Sometimes you were really good to your parents. You might pick up a certain toy that you really like. And if it didn't cost a whole lot, and if your mom and dad could get it, they got it for you. So you got these great toys and great accessories and things like that. Some cases, you got play sets, depending on the toy. You know, because Barbie, Barbie couldn't just live in a box with other Barbies. Barbie had to have a dream house. And, you know, uh, Skeletor and them, you know, couldn't fight Villainy in the middle of a toy box. They had to fight it in the middle of Snake Mountain. You had to have Castle Grayskull. You had to have the big whole huge box to hold your Star Wars figurines in with Darth Vader shaped box. And, you know, you had to do all these different things and accessories. But today we want to talk about toys and the toys that made us. And so we're going to keep it real simple. Um, I'm going to start with the Facebook comments because we had some Facebook comments when I asked people what their favorite toys were. Mm-hmm. And so we'll kind of share, about, share some of those and then we'll get into what toys we enjoyed growing up. So... The question on Facebook was, this week we'll be talking about toys. What were your favorite toys growing up? So, uh, I'm a good buddy, Kennard. He got on. He talked about the WWE figures. They used to have the pops in the knees and the elbows. So, he's talking about the old LGN line of the WWF toys. Mm-hmm. They were really huge. They're really big toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Della was talking about G.I. Joe's, but she liked taking them apart and, and rearranging them. And swapping stuff between the different characters. Uh, you know, and then she would talk about destroying her socks with the fancy laced edges so she could make make uh, dresses for her for her toys. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie got new dresses and everything like that. And how they did, how, how she got dresses for her different dolls and stuff. Uh, Kayla Slow talked about Polly Pockets. Which I, I never owned a Polly Pocket, but I probably stepped on quite a few. Mm-hmm. My sister got some, <laughs> and she wouldn't always pick up the stuff. 
Uh, my buddy Mark Ketchum loved the He-Man stuff, of course. He, him and his family, most of his, his brothers and stuff were big He-Man fans. I remember as I got to talk with them and meet them and different things. Uh, Jim Street mentioned the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So, um, then uh, Josh Bunch mentioned G.I. Joe, He-Man, and Transformers. Uh, Nicholas Adam Wolf, uh, Wilfong, the top of the Hot Wheels. Uh, Christina, Christine Acosta said her brother's Ninja Turtles. So, apparently her favorite Ninja Turtle is Raphael. So, okay. then another one was uh, Tina Bajun. She mentioned um, Mini John Deere pedal, tra- pe- pedal tractors, uh, bikes, and hula hoops and color pencils. And then Alex Parrish mentioned GoBots. Ah, GoBots. Justin Sullivan talked about the newer WWE figures that were out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Harris mentioned Hulk. He's at the Marvel Superheroes, the old school Marvel Superheroes line, and his favorite was the Hulk out of it. Brian McMean said uh, G.I. Joe Transformers. Uh, Drina Joe, who's an editor at Source Point Press, uh, she referenced Digger Dog. I had no idea what that was. I had to go look up YouTube, look up YouTube videos to try to find Digger Dog. Apparently, it was a self-walking toy dog hmm. uh, that once you you would crank it up at the beginning, and then once you walk, basically as you walk, it would unwind and wind as you walked. Hmm. So basically, it would continue to go. As long as you moved, it would continue to go. Once you stopped moving, it would eventually run out of steam, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, I had an old friend. I've never heard of that I, it's, it, it, If you go to the comment on Facebook, I, I actually found a YouTube video, and it's actually on there. Uh, huh. Okay, I'll have to check it out. So uh, Danielle Maupin mentioned that her granddaughter loves Shira. The new show, mm-hmm. and so she talked about not getting many toys as a kid herself. Uh, Thomas Arnold was talking about uh, Transformers, GI Joe's, and Hot Wheels. Uh, one Christmas, he said he ended up getting the Ewok Village, but he didn't have any Star Wars toys, so the GI Joe's took the base over. Nice, as they should. So you know, at that point, I was like, okay, so now we have you know. Uh, Cobra Commander takes over the Ewok village and then the Ewoks have to fight to get it back to cross over. I didn't know I needed. Uh, I don't need it. I don't need it. Gail Wise mentioned Barbie doll and Cabbage Patch Kids and Legos. And then Michael Pratt mentioned G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Hot Wheels, a lot of Hot Wheels and Legos. No, there's yeah. a Legos. <laughs> I've been waiting to hear Legos. A lot mm-hmm. of Legos. Well, no, there's a there was a few. Uh, and then let's see. Josh Pitty talked about uh, GI Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, Voltron, and He Man. He talked about the fact he had his eye on a Lido at the bubble at the Austin Toy Museum. That's right, four hundred dollars. I'm guessing that's like an original pristine mint condition Lido. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I don't know that I'd pay four hundred dollars for Lino. I would not pay very much for Lino. You know? Why not? He's great. He's I mean, okay. I, 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 he's I like great. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the leader. Yeah, he's a he's a brat in a man's body. Ugh. 
<laughs> I mean, you're not lying. Yeah, it, I'm not it, it, lying though. Little bit. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, this uh, is that dad joke though. Mark was on her earlier. His mother got on and talked about the fact that the boys love T-Man. Uh, she had an original Barbie with a ponytail and a striped bathing suit. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, minister from my church, uh, Panis, Pam Taylor, Pamela Taylor, uh, mentioned Tonka trucks, Lincoln Logs, and Fisher-Price TikTok clock. And so, I, of course, was like, well, my biggest problem with Lincoln Logs was I was trying to build castles out of stuff that was only good and good for building log cabins out of it. Mm-hmm. So, and I had a really bad habit of jumping off a roof of Tonka trucks, so. <laughs> Well, don't do that. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I praise God for the fact that I can still walk. Okay, I'm just saying. Yes. I did some dumb stuff as a kid. All right, so <laughs> you now we've talked about some different toys that other people have brought talked about. Let's talk about some of your favorite toys. And by the way, before we really get into this, I just want to mention the Mythos podcast episode, and I'm sure Jingles and them will talk about it more. Uh, but they really get into a lot more of their toys. So if they don't mention everything here, go check out their episode because they talk a lot more about it there. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we no. will. No. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to know? He's, what are our favorite toys? What are our favorite toys? We already that, said in yeah. the Mythos podcast. If, I was I was just gonna say like because I because we did talk pretty extensively about the toys that we love yeah growing up on the mythos podcast i'm only gonna try and hit like a few yeah like, bullet points here. you know we'll just say the names and then if they want a greater explanation go check out the podcast right okay um, you go so, ahead and go first so uh oh shoot oh sorry did did you already have one no oh, okay i mean i i mentioned pretty extensively on the podcast um i had this uh, Wishbone plush from the TV show Wishbone. Um, I love that show so much. It's, it's good. What's the story? Wishbone. It's good because it's 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 classic literature, but with a uh, Jack Russell Terry. <laughs> I think that just makes so everything better. <laughs> like a kid in King Arthur's court. Everything should be like that. I don't know. Have you guys seen Last Action Hero? They had Shakespeare with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was pretty rad. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> but that was brief. Anyway, Wishbone. I, I liked. I liked the show enough, and like, I was explaining it to the guys. Uh, I love this toy not because it was Wishbone, um, but I did like the show Wishbone. But I had repurposed this toy in my mind as something wholly separate. And this little toy I kept for a very long time, uh, and I think I still have in a box somewhere, uh, and would love to pull him out sometime and just kind of have a display for him. Uh, but it was that was my number one favorite toy as a kid for the longest time. But I did have a lot of other toys like Legos, um, had a few action figures. Um, I think I had some of the smaller GI Joes. Nothing too fancy i loved my return of the jedi lightsaber even yeah. after it was broken yeah we <laughs> you got luke's return of the jedi and i had vader's return That's of the awesome. jedi 
uh, lightsaber. I really need to look at like Obi Wan's and Luke's saber and actually try to tell the difference between the two. There's some subtle differences, but yeah. they look they're shaped almost exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Um, but uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Uh, we loved Star Wars growing up, but we couldn't afford the really nice things. So we had like a lot of smaller Star Wars things like uh, smaller Lego sets. Uh, we mentioned that we had Anakin's uh, pod racer. Uh, we had a few episode one sets uh, that we, we really enjoyed. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was my favorite. And it's probably still my favorite Jedi. I don't know why. He only lasted one movie. It's, yeah, but he did more in that one movie than all the other Jedi What ever. did he do? He found a kid <laughs> and took him away from his mom. He discovered Anakin. Did he? He did. <laughs> or was it the or or was it Obi-Wan that was all like, yeah, his midichlorians are really high. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the real hero? If it was it Darth Maul, who we found out later was all like, "Oh, I was gonna kill Anakin, but whatever." He wasn't. (laughs) Darth Maul didn't know anything about Anakin. He figured it out later. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. When in Clone Wars? Oh, that's different. (laughs) Clone Wars doesn't count. We're talking about the movies. (laughs) (laughs) And he figured that out like right before he got arrested. Remember how you defended Sebulba? And he was all like, he cheated, like, Anakin cheated against yeah. Sebulba. And I was like, no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars was always a big part of our lives, so we we had a decent collection of Star Wars toys, but mostly Lego sets. We had a ton of small Lego sets that kind of all ended up being collected in a large bin that we had of just random Lego things, and we would just you know pull things out and build things and there was a lot of sets that we wanted like the lego pirate ship we really wanted and uh the night set we really wanted there was a lot of sets we liked it so much that we got the video game versions of lego star wars yeah. lego Star Wars. apparently a lot of people really liked the lego star wars well games. they're pretty good they are pretty good they're pretty good i mean they're they're easy and they're they're for babies. They're for babies. They're, they're easy, <laughs> simple games, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nah, I guess Kirby not. is an easy, easy, simple game, and it's great. People love Kirby. But Kirby has eldritch nightmare monsters in it. Yeah, but don't think about that, though. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, you say those Lego like like Star Wars games are easy. I would say no. Uh, they're not, because I have a hard time trying to figure them out. I don't know for sure if that's a sign of my lack of intelligence when it comes to trying to figure those games out, or how to do all the swapping mechanics that it takes to play the game, because sometimes you have about four or five people that you're having to swap in between to, to do puzzle things. I'm not a big puzzler when it comes to video games, so I guess that's part of my problem. I'll I'll be honest. I try to stay away from the idea of all like, oh, I can't figure this out. I guess I'm dumb. So I usually just like chalk it up to not every game's for everyone. And uh, yeah, that's true. It's kind of like you know when you when I try to pitch Resident Evil to somebody that doesn't really care for puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that sort of thing just doesn't fly. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. It's it's all different from person to person. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I yeah, I mean, there wouldn't be so many games out there if everybody was able to 
do the same games and like the same games. So it's true. But everybody loves Mario. Yeah, everybody loves Mario. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Mario? That's just, that's very true. I'm sure there's somebody out there that doesn't. I just don't it's know like, who they are. It's like somebody that doesn't like Star Wars. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? I mean, my mom keeps on trying to say she doesn't, but... Our mom... No. Our mom had, like, always had this uh, sort of air about her that she was too cool for Star Wars, but she actually really oh. likes the original trilogy. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's part of the, the reason way. why we like it so much. Oh, yeah. But I well, love all of Star Wars, not just the original trilogy. Hell yeah. High five. Mm-hmm. That's the way to so, do it. Star Wars toys, that was a big thing. And Star uh, Wars. Legos uh... were, were kind of the big thing, but my favorite toy was always that dumb plush wishbone. He loved that dog. I loved that dog. Yeah, he did. And you loved your dog, too. I did, too. Um... You know, when I heard Polly Pocket earlier, it got me thinking. We didn't, we didn't actually have Polly Pocket, but we had the closest thing to it, which was like Pokemon Polly Pocket. Yeah, they had Pokemon. It was like this little oh, container wow. that you could pop open, and there were Pokemon inside. It would have like this little, like river and a couple of trees, and like it had Squirtle, Pikachu, and uh, I had a lot of fun with that too. I think my favorite toy that I ever had that I lost was the original Pokedex toy that they had. Yeah, the Pokedex toy. That thing was, that was great. great, and in retrospect, super bad. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Not, not so much like it was poorly constructed, but like now that we have all this other stuff, like, and you look back at it, it still does like that little screen blurring thing that Game Boys did back then right. and well it, it had um, it was the best of the time it, it was like a like a Tiger Electronics toy yeah there you, you know? go it had like yeah um, but it had data on Pokemon for yeah, you it, it had all of the original 151 I think yeah yeah and I think it had Mew also but I don't know punch in the yeah, number of the Pokemon punch in the number of the Pokemon or and you could type you in the, the name of the Pokemon yep and it would give you the info that you would want to know. That's right. And I, and I'm pretty sure it got stolen from me. No, oh, I actually yeah. think it's still in the box because I remember seeing it. I don't believe you. I, I. That's what I feel. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Yeah. We'll we'll chalk it up in the same category that we have. James Earl Jones was in Gargoyles. That's uh, not the same category at all. Yeah. You no, know, it is because you're wrong, but it, you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that just happened. Yeah, but we have proof yeah. against James Earl Jones. <laughs> we don't have proof against <laughs> it was stolen. <laughs> you have to, you know, on a commercial break, you'd have to go find the box, and you'd have to go look in the box and see if it's in the box. Nah, I we'll d- do this right now on air. <laughs> on no, air, we won't. <laughs> well, the box is over at our brother's place because that's where our mom has had it for storage purposes oh our big brother actually has a garage and so he has offered to allow mom to store a lot of her extra stuff and we've we we didn't really bequeath our toys to our niece and nephew um but they they, our niece and nephew have our toys now so (laughs) if we want to look at our toys we have to go and check out our the box over at our big brother's place yeah sure 
Um, but what about you, Will? Okay, so growing up for me, uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, in a small story real quick, uh, y'all mentioned Star Wars, and y'all mentioned specifically uh, the first movie in the new trilogy. And so uh, what's funny was is that when I remember being you know, in town here where I, am at, where I live now, and being, you know, whatever Walmart was doing their midnight release for the new toys. So you got, like, all these different toys, like, you know, Mace Windu and Yoda and Anakin and Qui-Gon Jinn and all these different characters and stuff. So Boba, you know, all these different characters. And I remember walking in, and our, our basketball coach at university was there. And so I went in to get, like, just a few things. I think I got, like, I picked up, like, a Mace Windu, a Yoda, and Darth Maul. I think I was going to pick up, like, three figures. And then, like, she went in and literally filled up her basket with at least a whole run of every figure that came out for that set. And so we go to check out everything. And then, like, somebody comes up and it's like, and they're ringing her up. And it's like, what's up with this? Why are you buying all these toys? And it's just like, well, my husband collects them. And I have a son that collects them. And so I just go through whatever the new stuff comes out. And I buy two sets of each figure set. So she literally went and bought like everything. And there was no big drama with it because I mean they had plenty. That was back in the day when they overproduced everything, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And so like I had my few figures, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess you're not into it as much as she is, are you? I was like, well, I'm into it. I just don't have as much money, you know, because Star Wars figures ain't cheap, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So especially now, I think they're doing a retro line now where they went back to the old school style of the original figures from the 60s and 70s. Or 70s, I don't know why I said 60s. But, um, and they're like $14 a pop. But apparently those are the big figures that are selling right now are the, are the retro figures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you want an idea of what the hotness is in Star Wars, oh, sorry, the vintage figures and Baby Yoda. Yeah. Are they selling Baby Yoda yet? Oh, yes, they are. Okay. I was nice. wondering because I knew they were taking their time with it for some reason. Well, part of it had to do with the fact that with the coronavirus, it slowed down the, the manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the manufacturing for the Yoda stuff was overseas. And so it slowed it down a bit. It eventually dropped uh, probably late May, early June. Mm-hmm. You started seeing like, and the reason I know because I ended up picking up uh, my second mother. Uh, got her, me and another, per- me and her son split a life size baby Yoda, mm-hmm. and then I picked up some of the ones that were little mini figures. Mm-hmm. So I picked her up some of those for the little mini figures. Like they had one with him holding a little baby Yoda holding the bowl. They had one with the uh, baby Yoda swallowing a frog. Mm-hmm. And then they had one with little baby Yoda just being baby Yoda. Yep, I'm looking them up right now. There's a there's a good number of them. There's a lot of them, and that's gonna be the thing that they're gonna probably ride the uh, Dizzy and uh, Dizzy and the, their like are gonna probably rock that out, you know, for at least the next few years. You know, as far as what's going on there. So, anyway, so talk about me and toys that I love growing up as kid. Baby so, Yoda. <laughs> baby, it, yeah, yes, when I was a child, Baby Yoda was a thing. No, exactly. What are we talking about? Oh. 
I was I originally was talking about the Star Wars stuff that's kind of hot uh, right now. I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, Will. I'm just giving you a hard time. What are we talking Leave about? Will alone. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. You're right. Oh, sorry. Hey, my bad. My, as soon my as bad. Said what are we talking about? It reminded me of Chicken Little. But anyway, uh, <laughs> toys are like Fair enough. Um, so first, one of the first days I love Stretch Armstrong. Uh, oh. I, I had an uncle that every birthday, Christmas, whatever, he got the money, would bring me a random Stretch Armstrong. Uh, and some of the Stretch Armstrongs were weird because they had like maple syrup in them. Mm-hmm. As part of the stretching agent. Yep. And uh, I may have licked a few Stretch Armstrongs. Because one time I got something on my finger and I didn't know what it was. And like, instead of being sensible and just wiping it off and checking it, I licked my finger. And I was like, does that taste like maple syrup? Why is there maple syrup in this thing? That doesn't make sense. But then, of course, the thing about it was you could put like a Band-Aid over it like you could a real person. And it would actually fix it. Um... So... Was this the same uncle that got you comics? Uh, no, I had a few. Okay, ones, so I don't want, yeah, no, gotcha. Same that got he his big thing for me is that he thought the stretch arm thong was going to be the thing that was going to blow up and one day be like this super like you know people were going to get because they made different kinds and so he figured that at some point they'd make that I could sell them or something when I got older. Yeah, they never lasted that long. Yep, latex uh, rubber filled with gelled corn syrup. Yeah. They, they didn't last that long. So, uh, another toy, not the plush Care Bears, but mm-hmm. the little plastic ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I had an aunt who would get me the little plastic ones because she said, well, these are more like toys. These are more like action figures, and boys play with action figures. Boys don't play with dolls. So, he, she would get me, like, the little Care Bears, like, plastic ones that you could move the arms and legs, basically. Even though I don't remember watching Care Bear as much as a kid. Like, I don't, I, I knew of them, but I didn't really watch them, you know. But she always got me Care Bears. So I had a box full of the old school plastic Care Bears. Uh, another toy that I, I, I really loved was the muscle figures. And by figures, I mean, they were just literally pink plastic shaped into molds that had no articulation whatsoever. But mm-hmm. when you got them, you got them in like a trash bin. Uh, there was a little bit of small clear plastic like trash can and you'd get like 10 of them in one of these things and it was like three or four bucks and you got like 10 of these little figures and so they were cool because since the muscles were based off of the later finding this out mind you i didn't know about it at the time uh the, they were based off of an anime and a manga uh and you had these characters who were like wrestlers basically mm-hmm. and so i mean you had one like there was an eyeball you know and i was just like this is really cool. And then they came up with a little ring that you could put them in. So when they got the ring, I got the ring too. So I was able to do a whole bunch of wrestling matches, you know, against these random characters that I didn't really know who they were because the cartoon had, the anime hadn't come to the U.S. yet, as far as I knew. Mm-hmm. So, but Muscles were a good one. That was a favorite. Uh, another one that I only, I only saw, I never owned it, but I wanted one so bad just because, you know, it was the hot craze at the time was Cabbage Rat Kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause they had a little bit different guys that my my nephew got up getting when I got a little that was like eight or nine, and my nephew got like a little black cabbage patch doll. I had a little birth certificate, and everything, and all this other stuff. And meanwhile, you know, I understood that boys didn't really play with dolls, but I still wanted one just because I had heard about on the news how everybody was like fighting over these cabbage patch kids. 
like in Memphis, Tennessee, and, and I think you, you still find the story on YouTube. There was like a nun that got into a fight with a lady over trying to get a cabbage patch kid for some of, one of the kids at the orphanage that she worked at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a crazy controversy with that. Uh, so, I mean, you know, cabbage patch kids. Uh, then, of course, I got older. You know, of course, He-Man. Love He-Man figures, Transformers, uh, GoBots. Uh, they were, at one point, they were made by Tonka. And so they had some metal parts to them, some of the older ones, and then they eventually started making the little ones out of plastic because that was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think, let's see, I mean, uh, it's just too many to list, but I would I would keep it primarily to that. I mean, one of the things I really enjoyed about, I think, E-Man uh, was is that if you didn't like what you had, you could swap some stuff around. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you could put He-Man's head on Skeletor's body, or, you know, you could switch arms with people and stuff like that. So, on occasion, I would have this weird mishmash of um, of different characters with different hands and arms. Mm-hmm. So, that's the thing I loved about that as well. It was a little bit of, there was a little bit of customization that you could do. Um, another one was the old school WWE LJN figures, the big blocky ones. Yep. Uh, that you I could remember, smush together. Mm-hmm. I remember having uh, me and Gene. Uh, and me and Gene was always in the middle of the ring doing the wrestling matches. I never had the ring, so I would do like a shoebox. Mm-hmm. And I would turn it upside down, and that was the wrestling ring. So I just had to imagine like there were ropes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. But then I did those. Um, another toy that I really enjoyed growing up were Transformers. Uh, I could never get a Megatron. Yeah. That would be like the one thing that if I could have gotten one thing would have been a Megatron because I know like in Memphis when I was living in Memphis was when a big Transformers phase was going through. Uh, they would not sell him in stores because he transformed into a gun. Yep. And the paint job on it at the time and when the original ones they did it I think the, the company was Tanaka. I think they did the first run of Transformers so there were actually metal pieces to it. So if you transformed it and held it out you couldn't really tell it wasn't a gun. Right. It looked very gun-like. It looked very gun-like. So, you know, they, they didn't sell it. Like, they banned pretty much all the stores in the area banned, and they wouldn't get it. I mean, you can get Optimus Prime all day long. Right. You couldn't get a Megatron to save your life. Uh, so that was one of the ones I really enjoyed. Uh, also, growing up, I think one of the coolest things I ever had was the... Uh, I, I want to say it was... I can't think of the name of it, and I know I have the list of things. Uh, the Mad Balls. No, oh, yeah. There were these balls that, like, had faces on them? Yep. You just uh, go throw them. I remember. They're, they're like, like foam that. balls. Mm-hmm. And they had these... They had a cartoon, actually. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's weird. I mean, you had one where, like, it's like slime was kind of goosing out of the eye. You know, different things. Like, I mean, they were kind of gross-looking. But I think that was the thing I liked about it was the fact that I could have them. And then, you know... Like, people would be like, oh, that's gross. What's that? And then I could tell them, oh, it's, it's you know. And so it's really cool. Uh, Mr. T. I had a Mr. T action figure. You own Mr. T? I own two Mr. T's, as a matter of fact, because they did one for the A-Team. Mm-hmm. I got that one. I also I thought, got, Mr. I thought Mr. T wasn't owned by anyone. Well, you know, <laughs> apparently the toys were ownable by people. That was T himself. Uh, so I got one for the A-Team, and then I also got the black A-Team van. 
with a plastic Mr. T that was like grafted to the seat. So like you couldn't pull him out of the thing because there was no opening door, but you know, he was always driving. Even if the rest of the A team wasn't in there, it was just him. But well, it, he was Then you know. William, you didn't have Mr. T, you had B.A. Baracus. <laughs> you had him in the van and he was not an opposable figure. <laughs> okay, that's true, except let me finish because there's more to this. Uh, why, so is, why are you vindicating? <laughs> no, no, no. Let, let's hear him. I know, I know. You didn't have to engage, but I appreciate it. Please so then, uh, so then, when Mr. T cartoon came out, they also came out with a line. Basically, it was the same toy as the B.A. Baracus. They just, uh, they just painted. They paint, because in the Mr. T cartoon, his vest was open, so you saw his chest under it. Mm -hmm. They basically just repainted the middle section. So that it would look like the Mr. T from the old school for the cartoon. There you go. I want a Clubber Lang. You want a Clubber so, Lang? Yeah. <laughs> Do they sell Clubber oh, Lang? I doubt oh. it. No, there's no way they sell Clubber can Lang. We, can we see about collecting every single Mr. T figure that's ever been? I, I actually imagine there's quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Clubber Lang action figure. <laughs> now I'm curious if they did do one. With really knock you out, sucker. Uh, dead meat. Dead meat. NECA did a Clubber Lang. They did? They did. NECA did a Clubber Lang. Hold on, let me find out when they did that. Sweet. So, yeah, there's a Clubber Lang Rocky 40th Anniversary Edition. Uh, looks like the cheapest version of that right now is on a website called Toy Zany for about sixty two ninety five. Hmm. I like Clubber Lang. I don't like him that much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'd think be... I would be willing to pay about $40 for a Clubber Lang. Can I get an Apollo Creed when his face is all messed up because of Ivan Drago and, like, get a Rocky figure that's holding his head as he's dying? <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> no, I'm oh, sorry. I'd have to, you know, and when you, and when you, and when you get the, uh, when you get the Apollo Creed figure, it's, uh, you just see, uh, you just get the Living in America soundtrack going off. Living in America. No, uh, it's a it's an Apollo Creed that's leaning back on the ropes, and you push a button on his head, and he shakes his head to tell Rocky, "No, don't throw in the towel. Don't, yeah, don't, don't throw do in the towel. Don't do it. Man. Don't do it. Yeah, apparently, yeah, Neca did a Clubber Lang. There's an old school looking Clubber Lang on here too. It looks like, and of course, there's a Funko the Funko Pop because of course there's a Funko Pop of Clubber Lang. Because it's Funko Pops. They do a Funko Pops of everything. Since, since we're talking about toys right now, can I just uh -huh. can I just just get this out there? Yeah. Boy, I do not like Funko. I do not like Funko Pop <laughs> figures. I don't. I get it out. Don't. Get it out, man. Get it With out. Their little black eyes. They look in like featureless faces. Hey guys, uh -huh. I got a. I got like an some, iron. Some people. Like, I, I like your Iron Man that you have. Thank you. Because but it's I, a bobblehead. Yeah. But all the other figures are just figures. Are they? Yeah. That's this, lame. This head bobbles. The others don't. That's lame. Guys, they, I have an early Iron Man from they, they, Iron, from when they were promoting Iron Man 1. Yeah. And uh -huh. I love him. He's got a little bobblehead Funko. He does, yeah, he's a bobblehead. And... Uh, I had no idea that they stopped making the bobble. No, they, I think they still have some bobbles, but they they just they're just figures most of the time. Oh man, that's and lame. They, it, I just they're annoying because they make Funkos of literally everything. And they do. 
They made Except they don't make Funkos of literally everything because we're still waiting on a Gabrielle Funko Pop, so thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> they make they make uh, products of things that people want to buy. Ooh, so Oh god. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am done. You know what I want to say to you right now? We are on a PG podcast. That is true. So I will call you a flipping fart nugget. Wow, that's rude. I will that's call rude. you a poopy head. Oh, oh man. Okay, she wait, called wait, you stupid poopy. Hold on. I got to ask this question. Since you mentioned Gabrielle specifically, have they made a Zeta pop? I wager that they have, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, that. What other, what other? Okay, so here's the next question I'm going to ask. Other than Hercules, I'm sure, because if they made a Zeta, they definitely made a Hercules. What right. other, like, pops have they made from that world? Just out of well, curiosity. There's really, there's really nobody else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they basically just made pops of the two main characters from it. Right. Okay, but the... There's four main characters, thank you. There's Eolus and Hercules, and then there's Xena and Gabrielle. You remember that time when... I think the argument could be made that Hades is a more important character. I think so, right? Yeah. I mean, Pain and Panic (laughs) were there. Pain and Panic? They were pretty important. Wrong Hercules, boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, You remember that time when Hercules fought Kratos? I think that's the one we need. That's the, that's the Hercules we need. Hercules we need. Uh, and we also need uh, Kratos. We also need Kratos at his I'm, angriest point. Kratos, I'm pretty sure they've made multiple Kratos. Oh, they've figures. sure. Like, just like how I think they've made multiple uh, Hercules. Right. Like, there's no way they haven't made like, more than one Hercules. Like, this is what annoys me with Funko, right? Yeah. It's because they always make pops of, like, whatever popular new thing is coming out. They don't talk about the old stuff very much. No. Um, Why would they? It's old and busted. The, the, the thing that probably pushed me over the edge the most is when um, they they made an Iron Giant figure, but it wasn't for the Iron Giant. It was oh, for no. Ready Player One. Oh. And so wow. on the box it says, the Iron Giant from, from Ready, Ready Player, Player One. Oh, wow. And I was just all like, get this out of here. Get, get this out. out of my face get right it. now. Get it out. <laughs> I only have one Funko. And it looked gross because it's got that gross Funko face on it. It does. Have you ever seen Donkey from Shrek's Funko? Yeah. Oh, no. it's terrifying. That's, that's I'm going to look it up for you guys unsettling. and post it for you guys. But, man, um, uh, Funko just, it makes me upset. So, fair enough. And, and unfortunately, you know, with what uh, the Crafting Cosplayer kind of brought up, it seems like they primary focus on the primary characters of franchises. Right. You don't see a whole lot of sidekicks. There, I posted Donkey for you guys. There Enjoy you that. <laughs> and I'm sorry. That's cute. I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, I think it's adorable. The beady eyes is what gets it. The eyes and the, you know the mouth is the, like... The mouth? But that's definitely Donkey's mouth. Like yeah. from the show, and you definitely almost feel like Eddie Murphy is trying to talk to you, but it's those eyes. <laughs> it's like Shrek, Shrek. You, know, you want to come out and play at the swamp, right? I come feel on, like Shrek. like it's like looking into my soul, and I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. So the goal is to eventually buy a whole lot of Funkos and just fill Jingles's bed with it. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> 
Huh, funny joke, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I bought a whole bunch of these things you hate and then filled your bedroom with them. That's funny, right? It's funny, right? And then we'll... Oh, man. And then you know what we'll do? We'll record it, we'll put it on YouTube, and we'll just clickbait the hell out of that thumbnail. I prank my, I prank my brother with Funko Pop, and then in parentheses, shocking, gone wrong. <laughs> Cops oh, called. I just, I just want to point out that in this situation, the only people that will win is Funko. Yeah, and I refuse to give them my business. <laughs> yeah. what Unless you want to Dark... give them the business. Yeah, whatever. I interviewed Dark Manning. He talked about the fact that the character, the guys from Twisted, one of the guys from Twisted, uh, the rock slash rap group that uh, he works with on Twisted High on was talking about the fact that like. One of, the, one of the guys, like, apparently when they were at San Diego Comic-Con, he went and got, like, every Funko Pop he could get. Like, he's a huge Funko Pop collector. Like, he has half his house dedicated to just Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. whenever he goes to a con, like, he had this... Basically, they said he had a six-foot bag with multiple bags full of Funkos. Mm-hmm. Did you guys <laughs> so, like, know he, that... Did you guys know that Seth... Um, Seth Green is Seth Green. way into action figure collecting. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's been. As a matter of fact, we got uh, Twisted Meagle Toy Fair, uh, Twisted Meagle Theater from him. Uh, that was before the precursor to uh, Robot Chicken. Yep. Uh, right on. In the old Toy Fair magazines, he used to do different things, and uh, so yeah. A lot so, of the figures that, in Robot Chicken are Seth Green's figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, of course, they had to do custom sculpts for a lot of the stuff when they're doing a lot of facial changes yep, that yep. don't involve just the little mouths with the cardboard. Yo, so. did you ever hear about uh, the General Lee that they had for one skit? No. For Robot Chicken? No. So they bought a General Lee car, you know? Yeah. Um, they, it took them a long time, and they found a collector that had one. Yeah. It was one of the very few that were left. Yeah. Right? Uh, with a... With the Duke boys and everything yeah. in it, so that so they it was could... amigo one. It was amigo one, right? I'm not sure exactly which one it was, but it it, it was a really nice General Lee, and it was they, they paid like a good amount of money for it because mm-hmm. you know it was for the show, and they were you know getting it from a collector and stuff like that. Um, and so they they made the you know dukes of hazard gotta hit the jump yeah and then they crash and they destroy the general lee like the actual model they they destroyed it oh like in the commentary there are like it felt really bad to destroy this car for this scene but we did it and as like avid action figure collectors yeah. and toy collectors that yeah. they are. It was like, yeah. okay, we gotta do it. <laughs> we gotta do it. Just make it fast like a band-aid. Yep. Yeah. Another toy that I had, but I never got to own the full set, was Voltron. Mm. Uh, my aunt, one of my aunts in Memphis, she bought me the Black Lion mm. that she saw on sale somewhere, but I never owned the rest of them, so I never could actually make Voltron in my house. So I just had the black vulture. So I was black lines. I would just transform it to look like the thing, and then just sit there and cry about it because it's like I could never get the full the other four lines to complete the set. Yeah. Uh. So. Oh. Uh, uh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. Mask 
the marble, the the the, the, the mobile artillery. Hold on. And I gotta look that up. Oh, they're gonna okay. talk about it. So, Mask was a, a short-lived cartoon that came out. Oh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just saw it. Mobile armor. Okay. Um, oh, no. Yeah. I thought I had it. But anyway, so there were these different vehicles. They had, like, helicopters. Like, the bad guys tended to have a lot more of the flying vehicles, but there were also other things. And so, uh, Anyway, it was just uh, it was just a really cool toy line because you had like these cars that would transform and different things like that, and I thought that was neat. And so, um, right on. Um, before we uh, transition over to uh, crafting cosplayer, I just really wanted to bring up a GI Joe skit that okay. I saw on on Robot Chicken. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's talking about the extreme line of GI Joe. Um, okay. Because the, it was the '90s, everything was extreme, and they eventually came out with you know GI Joe Extreme, and it was so bad, and and I believe it was really short lived, um, but they made fun of that in Robot Chicken, and they're talking about how like, because you know GI Joe, it's an elite special forces, uh. Mm-hmm unit and they're like we only want the best of the best from all across the world and we defend against Cobra uh, but apparently they have an even more um, out there group of G.I. Joe soldiers called G.I. Joe Extreme and nobody likes hanging out with them because they're all uh, really 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 big jerks and um, they always cause a ton of damage no matter where they go and so, like, there's a part where they apparently... G.I. Joe Extreme, as part of their plan to take down Cobra, they invited Cobra over to a skate park to have a skateboard competition. Yeah. No, no, no! Oh, <laughs> Listen! So, so they put rockets on the skateboards, right? Because they're all like, we gotta do sick tricks, bro! And... They put one of their soldiers on the skateboard. They're all like, "Is he gonna be okay?" And their commander's all like, "He's gonna be fine. He's got frosted tips." And they send him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he's gonna be fine. He's got frosted tips. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! No, listen. No, listen. He goes up. He hits the half pipe and explodes and dies. <laughs> And the entire unit is brought into court-martial, and the judge is saying, uh, on the charge of extreme negligence, and then everybody in the unit goes, EXTREME! <laughs> and the, the judge says, you have all been found guilty, you will be, uh, you will have your ranks removed and placed in prison, uh, for the next 25 years. And they all slowly bring their arms back down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, lo- I, I love those 90s lines, man. I don't care. Yeah. Oh the 90s, gosh, yeah. That is like the epitome of the 90s right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, extreme with an X at the beginning of it. You couldn't just have extreme spelled properly. Oh, have an X at the beginning. oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You had extreme Ghostbusters for crying out loud. Yeah, you did. Extreme. I was thinking about extreme Ghostbusters. I'm a All bad right. dude with a rad dude. 
Or is it the other way? The rad dude with bad dude. A bad rad dude with bad dude. Speaking of rad dudes with bad dudes, uh, I've got one to bring up. But I, want to, I wanted to go ahead and uh, bring up the actual acronym for the meaning of MASK, which is Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K. Yes. Why not, right? With a K. So, yeah. With a K. And then the evil organization that they faced was called Venom, Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. Yep. Um, that's like the greatest like death metal cover band name ever. I've I've realized right? like there's so many like either kid focused or like like soft public focused like acronym like good guys bad guys yeah. shows yeah like um was it uh get smart get smart has uh control. And control. they go up against chaos. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. it's spelled weird because it means something. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, I, I'm pretty sure it was the case in the old one, but in the new one yeah. of uh, Carmen San Diego, yeah, there's Acme that's trying to go up against Vile, yeah. which is also an acronym. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, Villainous Vi- League of Evil or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the Villains International League of Evil. There you go. Villains uh, International League of Evil. You see, you could. <laughs> I feel like you could appreciate an organization that just puts everything out on the face. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. They're like, what are they about? <laughs> oh, they're villains. It's like the Legion of Doom. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're oh, there okay. to just be bad. Cool. That sounds good. It's like me. there's no like ambiguity to that. Yeah. The and League I of Justice. That. Yeah. There's the so. I've been watching too many cartoons lately. Um, and people making <laughs> stuff where it's all like, oh, these people are bad, but not as bad as you think. And then they break it down, and it's yeah. all like, you know, they're not actually a bad person. My they favorite just have made bad choices, and and I'm just all like, can't we just get a cartoonishly evil villain again? Can I want more <laughs> Doofenshmirtz there, in my life, man? They're out there, man. <laughs> Can we get more Doofenshmirtz, please? You liked Loki. I absolutely love that the voice actor for Doofenshmirtz is on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, he's also on YouTube. Is he? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's intense. Yeah, they make stuff, or he makes stuff. It's pretty great. Nice. Uh, before we move on, should we take a quick break? We should take a break. I'll finish my list, and then we'll have Candace do her list as well. So Beautiful. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's going on, you filthy nerds and weeaboos? It's your boy, Deal Madden, and you are listening to Conversations About Dot 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 with Jingles and Smiter. Enjoy the show. All right, um, two, about three other toys real quick, and I uh, don't want to keep it too long. I know I've gone on a bit. Uh, so Superpowers toys was something I could actually get a whole bunch of because they were pretty inexpensive. So back in the days, kids, before your Justice League and your Justice League Unlimited and your Justice League movies and all that, there was a show called The Super Friends. And The Super Friends show spawned these superpower figures where you had Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all these people where they had these really cool features that like you could press their legs together. And like Red Tornado's top would spin. Or you could press Superman's legs together. He'd throw a punch. Or, you know, you could push uh, Aquaman's arms together. He would swim. Different things like that. And so they had those real cool things. Uh, there was a little thing I collected for a short time called Battle Beast. Uh, basically, there were anthropomorphized animals of different types fighting against each other, and they would have little holograms on them to show whether they were, they were the good guys or the bad guys. And then the last thing that I really enjoyed growing up as a kid were the Ninja Turtles. 
because, you know, with the Ninja Turtle figures, of course, you couldn't just buy one of the Ninja Turtles. You kind of had to get all four of them, plus at least Splitter, and plus at least Shredder, and plus at least a couple of foot soldiers. This is where the toy rabbit hole falls, because some lines, you couldn't just get, like, one character and be good. But you could get a He-Man, and you were good. You didn't necessarily need Skeletor, but if you wanted to do a fight, you would. You know, you can get a beast man. You can get a whole bunch of things and eventually pace it out over time. But the Ninja Turtles, you didn't have like solo adventures with them. So you kind of needed the four turtles together because they were bros. So and that is my mostly short list of toys that I loved growing up. In my defense, I only need one turtle. <laughs> yeah, Michelangelo. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not for me. Oh. You mean Leonardo? Also, Leonardo's your favorite? Nope. He is my favorite. He can be your favorite. What I'm saying is there's only one turtle I need. Because he has swords. He does have the swords. He's also the leader. Yep. Not, not, not Raphael, like the song said in the movie. Although now we have a cartoon where Raphael is the leader, which is really weird. Yeah, I don't like that. So, uh, so then, if is is it Raphael or Michelangelo? It's <laughs> I like how he's still stuck on those. <laughs> it's Donatello. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I thought we mentioned Donatello. That's no, no, you not only once. To, you, could, you could go back and listen to the recording. You could hear Donatello is not mentioned once. Not once. Oh, okay, fair enough. So Donatello, the 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 one with the bow staff, which. I do love Donatello. I like the fact that he's smart, but my favorite is still Leo. Yeah, I don't. I don't dislike any of them. Well, sometimes I get mad at Raph, but he's the only one that I actually like. Ever have gone like just? Ooh, Nobody gets mad at Mikey. Well, yeah, he's he's, to. he's too oh. chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raphael's supposed to be the mean one all the time. Like yeah. that's his his thing. Yeah, no, Donatello was always my fave. Still my fave. Candace, did you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? I did not have a favorite Ninja Turtle. I watched the show, but I honestly liked Master Splinter better than I liked any of the Turtles. So I didn't have a favorite. That's fine. Splinter's pretty rad. I love Splinter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, uh, Candace, would you like to share your toys that you had enjoyed? Um, well, I come from a family of Disney nerds, so, um, I wanted anything and everything Disney. Um, I had a Cinderella Polly Pocket set, and that was probably my all-time favorite toy. Um, let's see, I had, um, had Jazz, the Jasmine Barbie doll. Um, a few other of the Disney Barbie dolls, but yeah, like a lot of what I played with was, was Disney toys because that's kind of where my, my family was in life. (laughs) Um, you know, my, my mom grew up on Disney. She was born the same year that Disney World opened. I was born the same year that, uh, Disney Paris opened, um, my my nonna grew up going to the parks all of the time because my uh, great-grandfather owned a grocery store, so they actually are the last of my people to have money. 
Um, so, yeah, uh, we we were very very avid avid Disney fans. So a lot of what I had was was Disney based. Um, plus, it was it was like the safe thing because my mom was very concerned about me and my brothers. She didn't want anything that was like too violent or too this or too that, you know. Like so, she was like very like Disney was the safe zone. Mm-hmm. So like she would save up and, and get us Disney stuff until Harry Potter came out when I was eight, mm-hmm. uh, and then like everything became either Disney or Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of what I had was, was Disney toys, um, growing up. So what was your and favorite, really so what was your favorite Disney toy that you had? Definitely the Cinderella Polly Pocket. It was like this little Polly Pocket castle. And I had a little Cinderella Polly Pocket and a little Prince Charming Polly Pocket. And, um, you could like spin it like there's like the you you spun the little you opened up the castle you could like spin different sections and stuff and you can see like the glass slipper and you know the little um fairy godmother and stuff like that so i don't know i really liked that i enjoyed that i got hours upon hours of entertainment from that little poly pocket set i also had the little mermaid one that was like a clamshell and you opened up the clamshell and it had you know the different Little Mermaid, like, kind of scene. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely the Cinderella one was my favorite because I went back and forth a lot as a kid between Cinderella and Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Those were like three big ones for me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Aladdin as well, but that was like kind of take it or leave it for me because like I, I liked the movie and I liked some of the toys but I wasn't as obsessed with Aladdin it's because it I wasn't was. as much about Jasmine as the other movies were about the other princesses yeah it wasn't as much about the princess so I I didn't like it as much so you were like zero out of ten <laughs> this movie sucks <laughs> yeah, it's like I like it because I like Jasmine but it's so much Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hold there's on. Just, there's just a whole lot of Aladdin in this movie. In this Aladdin movie. Can we maybe I cut really down? Think I can really vibe with that. Exactly. <laughs> like, so, yeah. see, and, and I, I get that, but at the same time, I also feel like it was a Robin Williams vehicle. Yeah. So I feel like it was a lot of genie in there, too. Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing for me. Growing up, for the longest time, I didn't know Robin Williams was the genie because they didn't really advertise that a whole lot. Um, it wasn't until um, uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves mm-hmm. is when I was like, oh, that was Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams. He's great. And so for me, I liked the genie a lot, but like, I think I liked a lot of the characters in Aladdin uh Almost equally, but Genie. Also, Genie made a lot of references that, as a kid, I didn't get, because there was a lot of like pop culture references for the adults to like yeah. sit there and laugh at. And now, as an adult, and I know more about older stuff, I can go back and be like, "Oh, he's he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this, and doing this." It's mm-hmm. very funny. Um, but um, as a kid, I thought Genie was fun, but. He wasn't, like, the biggest thing for me in Aladdin. Yeah. 
That makes sense. I gotta put dig that. I also wanted to, because you were talking about Disney and stuff. Disney was also, I think, Smutter and I have made it very clear that Disney was like really big for us growing up. Um, in our household, we love Disney, but surprisingly, we didn't really have Disney toys so much as yeah. we had like a lot of Disney merchandise, like special, yeah, well, see, special cups and special plates and like yeah. stuff like that, yeah. like things and the movies. Not so much toys. Yeah, see, well, the thing for me was that my mom actually had worked at the Disney store. Yeah. So I had some of that stuff because my mom got some of that stuff at a discounted price. Right. So, like, and I also had the cups and, and I had all of the VHSs and all of that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, because my mom did work at the Disney store for a time, I did have... Uh, quite a few of the toys. Yes. But yeah, we never really got too many of the toys and stuff. Um, as far as I can think of. I don't mm -hmm. believe we did. Um, we started getting a few like VeggieTale related toys and stuff growing up. Because um, VeggieTales started making toys for their, right. their yeah. shows and stuff. Um, but I think we... Because of how little Disney related toys we actually had. I think we actually ended up with more VeggieTales stuff as far as toys go, mm -hmm. but merchandise like Disney probably outweighs everything else that we uh Oh yeah, we yeah, had. we had we had the cups, we had the plates, like even like our like the baby spoons and stuff like that. We had oh, yeah. all of that. All of that. Absolutely. And then, like, we always had to get, like, the little Disney plushes. So, like, my brothers had the little plush Buzz and Woody. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, I had, uh, like, Flounder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I can't even remember. I had a, a, quite a few of the plushes. You know, even surprisingly, um, when Toy Story came out, we didn't even really get no, too many Toy not Story really. stuff. But that's because, like... Buzz and Woody were kind of expensive for yeah. for like our budget yeah. and stuff. But they yeah. were always really cool. And I had friends that had like a Buzz, and I was like, "That's a cool Buzz." It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my aunt actually brought bought my brothers their first Buzz and Woody plushes. Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't the actual like doll dolls. They were like the plush toy dolls. Yeah. Because uh, they were a little bit cheaper. And the plastic ones um and then i ended up when the second movie came out i ended up getting a plush jesse doll mm -hmm. um from that they really didn't have a whole lot of like bo peep merchandise yeah back then. But i really liked bo peep but they didn't really have anything for her back then you know, looking back and, and checking out some of the old stuff, we started watching uh, Toy Story 4, but we haven't finished it yet. Um, but I, I look back and I realize, like, Bo Peep was kind of there, but never, like, a huge focus. Not actually all that involved. Yeah. Any sort of affirmative, prominent female role was given to Jessie. Yeah. Oh, it's hashtag best girl Jessie. Yeah, she's all right. Mm -hmm. She's hashtag best girl. Yeah. yeah, she's all right. Who's a better yeah. girl in Toy Story? Tell me. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, my favorite when I was little was Bo Peep. 
because that's who I started out with. Yeah. And see, I clamped on to, I clamped on to Bo Peep for two def- different reasons. The first was because she was like the only female toy. Right. And then, because you know, and she was blonde, and I'm blonde, you know. So it was like, oh, okay, that's me. Um, I am so, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I am and girl, she is girl. I am blonde girl. <laughs> I am girl. She is girl. That's me. Um, <laughs> so, besides that, and besides the fact that she had sheep, which when I was little, my entire room was done in sheep. I actually have a little sheep that I named Lammy because you know that's so adven- you know adventurous and and uh, articulate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um. <laughs> some real some real highbrow stuff there. Yeah. Right. Um, but I had this little uh, stuffed sheep. I got it when I was born from my grandmother um, on my dad's side, not my nonna. Um, but my grandmother got it for me and it played Mary, like you wind it up and it played Mary had a little lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really lo- like loved sheep and I loved that Mary had a little lamb and I loved that nursery rhyme and everything. So like when the first Toy Story movie came out and here's little Bo Peep, you know, and she's got her sheep and everything. I was like, Hey, I like hers, you know? So I was like really really obsessed with her but they didn't have anything for her when i was a kid that wasn't like attached to something else right um and super expensive mm-hmm. um so i like really clamped on to bo peep as a kid and then when the second one came out um i clamped on to jesse obviously because you know she actually was like more of a focal point than Bo Peep. And she was actually um, a character. Yeah. Cause like I I had in my head what what you know little Bo Peep was and everything and because I had this whole like kid mind slash kid world of, you know, who she was, but she was very like you know, one dimensional character in in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so when the second movie came out, I was <laughs> her, like, her best up. line in the for the entire series for such a long time, her best line was, "I'm just gonna be a couple of blocks away." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yuck! 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 <laughs> yuck! 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 I loved that as a kid so much. Oh my gosh! Like I said, I really clamped on to her hardcore. So like when the fourth movie came out, I was like, "Yes, this is my time." It's time they do something with her. Yay! I was I was super excited for the fourth movie, and I absolutely love the fourth movie. Movie, and I really want to do a Bo Peep cosplay so bad, and I still it's still on the back burner. Well, I hope you get it out there. It'd be interesting to see that for certain. Um, you guys, uh. I, I recently had found out pretty something pretty interesting when it comes to all of the the Woody merchandise uh-huh. um, and stuff like that, especially the pull string stuff. Um, Tom Hanks had uh, was was talking about it, and Tom Hanks has never done any of the voice work for any of the supplemental um, supplemental stuff for Toy Story either the toys or the video games or anything like that. It's instead, 
his brother Randy. And his I didn't brother, know that. His brother Randy, because he, he said it, it's kind of like a thing that he's got going on with his brother. Yeah. It's all like, if I can't do something, like, Randy sounds just like me. Yeah. And, you know, you'll probably get him for a lot less than what you'd have to pay for me. Yeah. So, you know, Randy still gets work. Yeah. But, you know, Tom is still the one that uh, is still in the movies and, and yeah. stuff like that. And so, like... That's he, he they it's always uh randy hanks that uh comes in right on does the all the woody stuff right on that isn't uh of the movies in themselves there's a snake in my boot yep there's randy so that's so cool. cool yep <laughs> yep that's so cool and it probably feels like tom hanks is paying it forward too because he's like you know i know my brother can do this and he can you can, I think that's really neat. I think that's really different uh, perspective, you know, to be somebody in Hollywood that can say, well, you know, I got this guy that just happens to be related to me that sounds a lot like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he can come in and do this stuff for you. Well, their yeah, brothers, give him a job. I mean, sometimes people still mistake me and Smiter for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. They're all like, you guys sound too much alike. You guys sound too much alike. You should stop that. <laughs> See what, it's like we're bros, bro. Like, bro, that, that that happens. And if you listen to the Dino episode that we recorded, like yeah. people were like, "Dino sounds too much like you guys too." <laughs> yeah. like, again, we're bros, bro. We're bros. We grew <laughs> up together. We sound the like, same. If you get him back on an episode, that should literally just be the title of the episode. Hey, we're bros, bro. Or Rose, bro. I don't know. I thought Big Brother was watching was a pretty good title. I like that one. I like that <laughs> oh, one. Yeah, but I'm saying, no, I'm saying for a future one. Yeah. No. Will is only talking about that episode <laughs> that, that we episode. already recorded. We, we gotta go back. We gotta change, change the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, or, or maybe one day when it's just, when it's all the, the Roscoe's together, you could just be like, it's the Roscoe family, bro. Oh man, I don't know about that. I don't that. know about that. That'd be intense. That'd be so many people. Yeah. <laughs> Just the bros and the sisters. Yeah. And hey, then even mama. then, that's still a lot. Yeah. And then mama, and then mama, and then mama so, comes in, and then mama comes in and does the intro. I don't know if she'd like that. I don't know either. <laughs> Did you guys see that we streamed with her finally? I saw the was it one of the Mario games. It was three Mario games. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, two. We didn't get to the last one. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I saw a party. I don't think I saw the whole thing, but I remember her talking about it. You just was a jump, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was crazy. It was beautiful. We had her on. That was a, kind of a dream of ours to do. Yeah. Who knows when it'll happen again. Someday, right. I hope. I'm going to switch gears a bit because we've been talking a lot about the toys we love. Uh, and... Due to the Funko conversation from earlier, it kind of sparked an idea. Oh, no. What about toys and stuff that we may not have liked this much? Like, what about things oh. that, we, that kind of get on our nerves and grade us? About the so, I, I want to really quick, because um, it, it's not so much that they get on my nerves. It's just as I'm thinking back on it, I'm surprised that I wasn't very interested in them. But a lot of the really like toy-focused shows... Like the shows that were created to sell toys, right. such as mm-hmm. uh, Thundercats, Transformers, Transformers, My Little Pony, My Little Pony, He Man, Care Bears, My Little Pony, every iteration. <laughs> these these shows, Transformers, like, every iteration. 
they're they're there to sell toys, right? Yeah. I yeah. I just discovered as we were talking and I was thinking about it, I was never really into those shows that much, uh-huh. or even like mm-hmm. wanting to buy the toys. Yeah, from those shows, I was I was never that into He Man. I I think Thundercats I like better. Um, but I've never really like desired to own Thundercats toys. Um, I we we've been getting the DVD collection that we were watching of the original series, and that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Transformers, um, as far as the TV show goes, I didn't really watch a whole lot of the TV show itself, but I watched the animated movie so many times. So many times. It's one of my favorite films ever. Yeah. Um, and from there, I've only ever wanted to own a couple of Transformers from that. And I mentioned before, I, I own a Grimlock. And past that point, I don't really have a huge desire for too many of the other Transformers. Because they don't resonate with me as much as Grimlock did. Um, right. But I do love a lot of the old Transformers. And I think I would like to own like an Optimus and a Megatron one day. Um, but like... Um, then the Michael Bay movies came out and they're okay I was never that into them well the first movie I was I was really excited for and was really into and then as more of them came out I was like my my admiration for them like started dropping significantly um, and so it, it tends to be a lot of like supplemental stuff involving Transformers that I enjoyed more like I watched quite a bit of Beast Wars growing up and I really enjoyed that and I would love to go back and watch it again mm-hmm. um, there's a but yeah a lot of shows that were like created to like this is a toy commercial please buy the toys in this new episode or whatever mm-hmm. um, I I never really got into them and I wasn't really a huge fan of them yeah, and I can understand that. I mean, like, when I look at the original Thundercats, as much as I enjoyed the cartoon uh, back when I was a kid, looking at the models for the old Thundercat toys just doesn't seem to be as good to me as, like, if I went back and found the, you know, the ones from the reboot. Mm-hmm. From, I think it was in 2011. Right. Uh, because I would rather actually sit down and watch that because I feel like there's more character development. There's a lot more... Um, there's a lot more storytelling really being involved mm-hmm. in the, each episode as opposed to like the original shows where you just go back and it's kind of like, oh, there's this cool moral at the end of the story and that's really all there is. And mm-hmm. oh, by the way, check out this new skunk award that we created here. Now there's a toy. Go get that. I feel like a lot of modern iterations of these old cartoons are really actually trying to make like good cartoons with good mm-hmm. characterization, good um, character development, good pacing. I feel like we're trying harder to make good shows. Stuff like mm-hmm. the new She-Ra. I mean, they're obviously still going to try and sell toys of that. But, like, the the main focus on that is the story. Like Transformers Prime. Transformers Prime is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's such a good show. And I've, I have more desire to collect Prime toys than of G1 toys. Um, and like, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Um, I loved it. I thought it was amazing and was really into it for the first 
three like and four? a half seasons. I was about to say almost yeah. four seasons. Um, after that, I dropped off and haven't really caught back up because I'm not as interested in it. I kind of right. there, there was a few stuff that happened in the fourth season where I was just like, I don't think I'm into this anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of dropped off. But like those first three seasons, Pretty I would strong. be more than willing to go back and watch again because I think they're great. And um, once again, the focus was like make a good story make good characters and the the person that was rebooting it lauren faust she was really that was like her main focus what was it like the first three mm-hmm. seasons that she was in charge of she she the entirety of the first season mm-hmm. and the first and last episode of season two and then she was not she was involved done, then she was done yeah um and i kind of feel like that's probably the reason why it kind of dwindled over not time. that it's suddenly super bad no but it's lacking that last bit of the, polish. It's lacking something that I just I'm, I'm I've lost interest in it. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's funny because uh, a bunch of toys that came out for those first two seasons, like, are stuff that doesn't even appear in the show at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, like, there's and a lot of fans are kind of making fun of it. There's like this pickup truck that Applejack has that they made a they made a toy out of, but. She never has that in the show ever, and it's all like pretty and sparkly, and it's like it's a very girly looking pickup truck. And it's just all like, well, she never had that in the show, so it was like, really, just the toy company was just like, well, let's just make toys, and the show was like, well, let's just focus on making a good show. Yeah, and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Applejack, and Applejack from the cartoon is sitting looking at that truck, going, "I've never ride that." Yeah. <laughs> That's not the kind of truck we rock with. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. By the way, fun fact: uh, if you're interested in watching Beast Wars, uh, it is available on Tubi. Yes, Tubi is a free um, free streaming service that's out there that you can go and Beast Wars and the original Transformers show are both on that platform. So, mm-hmm. it's not that they're sponsoring this. I just wanted to look it up to check to see to make sure I remember right. seeing Beast Wars on it, and I was just like. We check the same chair. It's like, yeah. I'm probably so, going to go back and watch it at some point. But, like, yeah, I really feel like a lot of the the modern iterations of these old shows are more trying to make good shows rather than trying to make extended commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Hence why I don't know that they're... Hence why in some cases you don't have a huge toy market for them as much, like... I mean, that's the thing, too. It's funny because you look at stuff like the the, the toys that made us and the whole concept of, you know, the toy edit. Yeah. The idea of you, can, you can have to make something that you can sell toys off of. But stuff like, for example, Young Justice. Young Justice had toys, but they weren't being sold well. So because they didn't sell well, then all of a sudden they stopped making, they, they, they stopped doing Young Justice at regular times and started moving around until they eventually got rid of it. And then, you know, eventually DC picked it up and did the third season of it. Did uh, they did they pick up Young Justice? They did a third season of Young Justice. I actually have the DVD. Oh, that's I think it's called Outsiders. It is. It's Young Justice Outsiders. Basically, it's that. It's kind of if you remember the old school Batman Outsiders comic. It's kind of that premise, but with different characters playing the roles of the people. Hmm. So they do some little twists and turns on the variations of it. It's really interesting. I may have to check it out. I don't. I don't have high hopes for it, but, you know, sometimes, like, there'll be a show that ends suddenly, and then a different 
company or whatever picks it up and tries to finish it off. Um, sometimes it works out like the Clone Wars. I feel like the yeah. the final season of Clone Wars was really good. They definitely did what they could to pick up on the idea of a lot of the uh, the genetic manipulation stuff that was going on and Dark Side and Randall Savage's plans mm-hmm. were still going to fruition. So, like, because the thing about it is, I think Greg Wiseman, of course, who wrote for our girls and stuff like that, his whole thing was he had already written the script for season three. But it's just that when they canceled it for Cartoon Network, they were just like, we don't want to continue this because we're not selling toys off of it. Then he was shopping it around, trying to figure out what was going to happen when the DC streaming app came out. They were like, hey, you know, you, we can produce this. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's great. That picks up the Young Justice property. That's one of our properties anyway. So they were like, okay. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So you guys mentioned cartoons that were, uh, were basically commercials for toy lines. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mention a specific toy. Uh, the toy in question was the Steve Urkel doll that came out. Now, you think, you know, and I've talked about how much I love Family Matters and stuff like that. You think I love this concept that Steve Urkel got a doll. Uh, and I understand why Steve Urkel got a doll, especially in the hype of Urkel Mania. You know, I mean, he had a cereal brand, he had a doll. Yeah, a clothing line. I mean, there was all sorts of crazy stuff going he on. He had a board game. You know, yeah. And all sorts of stuff. Dude, but the thing that I didn't like about it was the fact that it literally just pretended like the rest of the family didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like that if Steve Urkel was going to get a toy line, I really felt like they should have just been a family matters toy line, and then they should have extended it with Steve. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, I just, I just felt like that Steve was I mean, I, yes... Steve was a character to save the show, but there was a point when the show got. If you watch the later seasons of the show, it just gets, it just kind of goes way off the rails, because mm-hmm. literally all the episodes after a point just became Steve centric, and then everybody else was background characters to Steve. Yep. And I'm kind of like, but wait, there was a family here <laughs> before mm-hmm. this happened, and so I feel like part of the reason why I don't like the fact that we got a Steve Urkel doll. Is because people got so behind Steve that it's like the rest of the family really didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I kind of really enjoyed the dynamics with that family, not just Steve Urkel stuff. You know what I mean? Goodness gracious, man. I mean, there was a whole episode where he transformed himself into a black martial artist that would basically rip off old school Kung Fu flicks. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he got to a fight with Jason David Frank at one point because he was in the same episode. Mm-hmm. You know, because you want people that actually know martial arts to fight somebody who's acting like they know martial arts. <laughs> yeah, but, that, uh, that's a big help. You know, so that way it, they, they sell it for them. You know, they make it look like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I feel like that's the main thing. Like, I, I, when you see toys based off of stuff that, like, Change the dynamic of the whole thing. I I, I run a big fan of that. I, I mean, Teddy Ruxpin, you know, was kind of the same thing. Teddy Ruxpin was that era where you had like the tape recorders mm-hmm. and playing in it. You would do that stuff. I was a big fan of that. Of course, it didn't help that you know Teddy Ruxpin ate some little girl's hair mm-hmm. at one point because it was just creepy. <laughs> because the thing about it was people didn't think well if we put this tape recorder on while my kid's holding this and. It's just going to keep talking while the thing's there, while she's sleeping. 
it's not going to designate, hey, there's hair in the mouth. Maybe stop moving your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden you've got a girl that plug her hair having to be cut off because this dog kept going, you know, basically eating the hair off her head. Yep. So we were, I was talking with the guys yesterday because we were in preparation of this episode. We were watching a whole bunch of episodes of the toys that made us. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I, I was telling the guys, like, since I was little to even today, I've never been a fan of the, like, talking toys. Toys, no. I almost said toys alive, but that's not the same thing. That's not quite the same thing. Yeah. I've never been a fan of, like, the Teddy Ruxpins and, like, other, like, dolls that would, like, talk to you and, like, you would talk to them and they would respond or whatever. Um, Like Furbies. Like Furbies. Like, I've always been creeped out by those types of toys. So I've never been a fan of them. three Furbies as a kid, and they were terrifying, and I don't know why I liked them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Uh I had a baby Furby, I had a Christmas Furby, and then I had a regular Furby. And I I don't know why I wanted them. I don't know why I liked them. They creeped me out. Mm-hmm. And I still had three for me. Yep. And there was just like the toys like that were, have always been really creepy to me, and I've never, never liked them. Yeah, I could see that. And um, we were also talking about like various toy fads, and we talked about this in the Mythos podcast episode. Um, but like our family never really got into like the fad toys, like Cabbage Patch Kids and Furbies and like other things that kind of like popped up. Uh, Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies didn't really really get that into Beanie Babies. Dude, I remember going to a McDonald's one time with my family just to go get food when the big hype of the Beanie Baby thing went off. When they found out that certain ones had a little gold star on the deal. Mm -hmm. And if it had that, Mm -hmm. they were going to be worth more. And, you know, they had like the Princess Diana one and they had some other ones that were... We actually had the Princess Diana one. You know, and all this stuff, and people would just run and do that. My mom was like, "Nope, we're going somewhere else to get some food because, nope, because the drive through was too long, and I'm not gonna sit in here with y'all while these people are going mad over." Like people complain about the Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce fiasco. Like I'm sorry. Like some of these toys, the the toys that were out there, man. Uh, when people were out there trying to get them, good grief. Mm-hmm. Like Beanie Babies, it was just nasty. Like you would see, you know, eBay. You see like listings on eBay where people were selling Beanie Babies for like flipping them for like anywhere between ten to thirty to a hundred plus dollars, easy depending on which one it was. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom just fell out. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, just, it was a it one was of a those bad things. Like, feel like Beanie Babies were like the the first uh, like. Cryptocurrency without being cryptocurrency. Yeah. Kind of. Like, oh, these are going to be worth so much. Oh, these are going to be such a great thing. Oh, like, mm-hmm. they, they were like like the first draft of cryptocurrency because as soon as you got them, they were online. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the uh, yeah. same, um, same thing that went on with the, the comics industry in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, led up to uh-huh. the the bankruptcy and and the the crash of the of the nineties. Oh man! Yeah. 
everybody has your super holographic, super foil, super linear edition, ultra, ultra autographed holofoil hologram covers with your stickers mm-hmm. on there and all this other crazy stuff and your multiple versions of the same cover of the same books. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it got pretty crazy. So, uh, Candace, did you mention a toy that you didn't like? Or I kind of, uh, well, I didn't. I didn't like. I had three Furbies, but I was not a big fan of them. Uh, I don't know why I wanted them. I don't know why I liked them. But I think that the sh- toy that I really didn't like was the Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. <laughs> did they make toys of those? I know they did the movie, and I know they did the cars. Mm-hmm. Did they ever actually do toys? They, they had they had like little figurines. And okay. Like everybody at my school had them, and I thought they were gross. <sighs> okay, I just didn't know they made toy. I, I, and I must have missed that, like the toy person of it. Uh, like I said, I remember the cards because everybody would get the different cards and stuff and bring them to school and everything. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they well, were like. Sometimes they were like little skateboard things. Some like they were like different things. Like they were like little like was the cards, and there was like these little tiny. Like I don't know if you could get them like somewhere super cheap or what it was, but they were like these little like toys that I. I mean, they might not have even been specifically garbage pail kids, but they were like an extent kind of they kind of seemed like an extension of them. They might have been like some sort of a ripoff thing that was like an extension of it. I don't even know. I just know they were gross and I didn't like them. Okay, well I know there was a old school skateboard toy series back in the eighties where like you'd have like Jenny uh you have like for example those Jenny tailpipe where she had swallowed a tailpipe of a car, and then there was one where, like, a kid was ran over, and so the tire was, like, splitting him in half and stuff like that. That wasn't directly related to Garbage Pail Kids, but that was something that was out there during the 80s when they did mm-hmm. that thing, where it was, like, several kids and stuff like that, and they had one It was, like, a, a street, uh, street pizza patty or something like that, and then they had, like, one that was a manhole it was a huge one like all the rest of them were kind of small but then they had one it was a big one and it was like manhole manny and he had like a manhole cover in his mouth yeah it might have been something more more akin to that i'm not entirely sure but it came out in the 90s and it like it might have just been like one of those pop-up bad things that was based off of something else but they were yes Okay, so yeah, those are, yeah, those came out not too long ago, actually. Those are like the mini little figurines. I remember seeing those. No, because this was something that came out in the 90s, because I remember seeing them at school. Okay. Because Funko needs to get involved with this. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys, I... I know we're wrapping it up anyway, but I gotta go because we're gonna go eat dinner. Okay. okay. Alright, well thank you for jumping on. Well, thank you for and, having uh, me. No problem. Hey, we're gonna be doing Avatar Season 2 next week. Okay. Okay. So we'll be talking Sounds about that. Good. So just so that's out there so you know. Alrighty. You have a good one, guys. All thank right, you for you having too. me. Yeah. See no you problem. later. See you later. Alright, yeah, that, that, okay, yeah, that Funko, that Funko Pop is, of Adam Bomb is pretty creepy. Yeah, I don't like uh, him. I don't like him, Sam, I am. 
Oh, okay, you know they've got a like a board game out now. Yeah, like mini miniature versions of Funko Funko Pops because you know it's not enough just to have the keychains, the T-shirts, the stereo boxes, and the Funko Pops. Now we gotta have a board game with Funko Pops. They so, got you know, at least I think it was still in development the last time I checked. Let me double check here, but they were working. They were working on a um, Gears of War Funko Pop game. Oh gosh, that that sounds crazy. Yeah, and it's it's like a, a full separate game, I believe, because they have so a then, bunch of. So then the question becomes: If they're going to do that, the question then becomes. At some point, what other games are we going to start seeing? That's just Funko. I know they were wanting a... Because, I mean, Funko is going to become the new Lego at this point. Gears Pop. Ah, it appears to be a mobile game. Yeah, I won't be getting that on my phone. (laughs) Gears of War meets Funko Pop. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, and apparently there's a comic book by IDW. Man, well IDW would do anything. Look, man, <laughs> you can't uh, you can't hate on them for for doing stuff. Like, I, I, I mean, come on, man, they give us good stuff like the Ninja Turtles, and apparently, most recently, we got Transformers versus Terminators, which I didn't even realize that was a thing. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it is. So that's that's a book that's out there. Mm-hmm. In the land of that. But yeah, so, so, Gears so, Pop, that's a thing. In other words, we're probably never going to do an actual episode on Funko Pops, are we? <laughs> if you want me to rant for two hours, <laughs> sure, I can I can do that. I can, I can go off on Funko Pops while I hate them. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Funko Pops, man. They're just dumb. Well, buy an Android. Hey. Hashtag buy an Android. Buy an Android. Nandroids are way better. Nandroids. Nandroids. Okay, I'm looking them up. But I don't, you know, it's funny, until today when you said that, I had not heard of those. Nandroid. So what are we on now? All right, so we're basically wrapping everything up. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we kind of talked about what we love, toys we love, stuff right. we didn't necessarily like about the land of toys. And right. um, so... I know that you guys are getting ready to do some mytho stuff, so yep. I want to go ahead and wrap this up and finish it out. There's a shop with some Nendoroids. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. But, uh, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, you coming on. As you heard, next week we're going to pick up the Avatar series that we started a few weeks back, and we're going to pick up, pick that up and get into Avatar Season 2 of the show. Uh, so that way we can kind of continue that series and then finish it up and then go from there. So hopefully you'll join us for that. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, Rasco Bros, anything, any last words y'all like to share besides the fact that you're not fans of Funko Pop? <laughs> um, no, not really. We're just, you know, trying to get on by how things have been. Uh, been really busy with work and stuff. So, um... We're just, I don't know, we're trying to squeeze in fun where we can. And so I'm very grateful for just this podcast because it is fun. It is nice um, it's to be able to just talk about whatever. And um, 
yeah uh just a thank you for everybody that supports not just me and my brother and mythos but supports will as much as they do as well yeah greatly appreciate it great i'm glad to be able to listen to mythos podcast i love you guys and stuff and you guys doing y'all's toys episode actually inspired me to do this episode so you know that's kind of where it got today because y'all talked about like man i really you know we haven't talked about toys on our podcast yet we need to do that at some point mm-hmm. maybe so, our next episode will inspire you to another episode you know there you go that'd be a good thing mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages thank you for joining us for another conversation about dot 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 this is will these are the rascal bros and i appreciate them greatly crafty cosplayer who was on earlier there appreciate her as well as always, do me a favor. Be blessed to be a blessing to somebody. Take care. All right, listen, everybody. Do me a quick favor. When you get done listening to this episode of Conversations About Dot, 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 do me a favor. Go check out Mythos Podcast, done by the Rasco Brothers themselves. They get into geek stuff with them and their friends, and they talk about a lot of geek things. They talk about anime, Star Wars, you name it. They're going to talk about it. After that, do me a favor and check out the Crafting Cosplayers podcast where she talks not only Xena, but she talks geek stuff as well. So go check both of those out for me. Those are some awesome podcasts that you need to check out. And thank you so much for continuing to rock with us here at Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. And go check those podcasts out as well. Thank you so much. And I'm sure they'll appreciate it as well if you follow them up. Take care.